Good morning. Today is December 16th. We are continuing our Advent journey together. My name is Matt Leroy, and this is your wake-up call. Today's entry is entitled, Daddy King. Our reading for today comes from the Gospel of Luke in chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. And you'll recognize that this picks up the story where we left it off yesterday, continuing in the same storyline from yesterday, where the angel appeared to Zechariah to proclaim the coming birth of John the Baptist, the miraculous birth through Elizabeth of John the Baptist, who would become the pioneer preparing the way for the Messiah. So this picks up right in that same storyline. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Consider this. One of my heroes has long been Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yet it pains me to confess that until recently, I knew next to nothing about his father, Dr. Martin Luther King Sr., Daddy King was the affectionate name that he was known by within his family and throughout the civil rights movement. He was a pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. The younger King was actually an associate pastor serving under the leadership of his father. Daddy King suffered unthinkable tragedy in his life. The nation joined his mourning over the brutal assassination of Martin Jr., and he lost his youngest son, Alfred, as well, only one year later in a mysterious drowning. Alfred had been on his college swim team, which led many to suspect foul play in his death. And shortly after that, he even lost his beloved wife. A gunman entered their church and shot Mrs. Alberta King, while she sat playing the organ. So much heartache. How does one person bear such pain? And yet, the witnesses remember that through the rest of his ministry, Daddy King never stopped preaching the gospel of Jesus's radical love, a love that extends even to those who hate and hurt you, a love that forgives murderers and reimagines enemies as candidates for grace. Suddenly, the legacy and courage of the younger Dr. King makes sense. In the son, we are seeing a reflection of what the father is like. Scripture gives many names to Jesus. Isaiah calls him the Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. Malachi calls him the refiner's fire and messenger of the covenant. Jeremiah sees him as the righteous branch of David's line. 
But in Luke chapter 2, the angel Gabriel says, we will call him the son of the most high God. Because he is the most high God, he is utterly above and beyond us in every way. Holiness ablaze and untouchable. How could we ever know him? Through the Son. Paul claims that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. In other words, in the Son, we are seeing what the Father is like. The revered missionary to India, E. Stanley Jones, put it this way. If God thinks in terms of little children as Jesus did, cares for the leper, the outcast, and the blind, and if his heart is like that gentle heart that broke upon the cross, then he can have my heart without reservation and without question. The greatest news that has ever been broken to the human race is the news that God is like Christ. And the greatest news we can break to the non-Christian world is just that, that the God whom you have dimly realized, but about whose character you are uncertain, he is like Christ. Mr. Jones said it right. The grand news from Gabriel is that our salvation will be called the Son of the Most High God. And in this Son, we will see what the Father is like. The questions. Is the transforming power of the Son evident in your life? When people look at you, can they see Him? Today's prayer. Son of the Most High God, show us what the Father is like, and by your grace, make us like Him too. Amen. A quick note for the end of today's entry. The missionary that we mentioned today, Dr. E. Stanley Jones, is actually connected to this larger family that we're a part of here. He is connected to the larger faith community that the wake up call grows up out of, the seedbed grows up out of. He was a college student at Asbury College, now Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, when he sensed God calling him into missions. And he answered that call and went to India. Also, there's a building that is named in his honor there on the campus of Asbury Seminary across the street from the university. So he is connected to us as a part of this larger family. I would encourage you to look him up and to read about his story and the way that he brought so much innovation and his beautiful approach, contextual approach to translating the gospel into the native language and culture of the places where God called him. There's another interesting connection between Mr. Jones and our entry today. It's not just his connection to the wake-up call and to seedbed, but to another name that we talked about today, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. When E. Stanley Jones was a missionary in India, he became close friends with Gandhi and ended up writing a biography in which he describes some of the blueprint that Gandhi used in his resistance movement, in his peace resistance movement. That book by E. Stanley Jones was deeply influential to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and became a blueprint for him in shaping the vision of the civil rights movement. 
And so I think it's absolutely beautiful that God used the missionary E. Stanley Jones in that way. And we see so many connections there today. A little bit of a full circle there. Again, I would encourage you to look him up and learn more about his life, learn more about his ministry and the ways that we can pattern our own ministry after his. Love y'all. Praying for you today. For the Wake Up Call, this is Matt Leroy. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.